Can everybody hear me okay? Okay, please remain standing for today's scripture reading. I'll be reading from Judges 7, verses 15 through 21, and that's on page 384 in your pew Bibles. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshiped. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, get up, the Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Dividing the 300 men into three companies, he placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all of them with torches inside. Watch me, he told them, follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard. They blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars. Grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trumpets they were to blow, they shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. The battle is real. We've heard a lot about how we're living in the middle of a spiritual battlefield. And even if you don't believe it or acknowledge it, it's true. There's a spiritual war happening all around us every day. Some days it seems like the battles will never stop. And they just keep pounding us and pounding us further down without end. Ever been there? So many times you end up in situations where you just feel defeated and without help in the fight. It could involve circumstances beyond your control, health issues, conflict, sin, unforgiveness, financial issues, loss and grief, the state of the world and culture today, the weight of your responsibilities. And these are just a few examples of many battles we all face. And usually you face more than one at a time. They completely wear you down. And you feel like they're coming at you from all sides. These battles are all part of the war you're fighting. They make you battle weary. And you feel like you just can't deal with anything anymore. So what God is telling me to share with you today is what you can do when you feel like the enemy is just continually beating down on you and you wonder if it will ever stop. So what can we do? Sure, we can look to others and to worldly influences, but no other person can truly say, oh, I know exactly how you feel when you're in the middle of a battle. 
None of us experience the exact same things in our lives. We're all unique, and so are the things we face. But we can definitely relate to how difficult the battles are and how wounded we can be. Jesus experienced life here with us and is the only one who knows exactly how we feel. There's only one place we can find true strength in him. In our weakness is God's strength. We cannot and aren't meant to survive the day-to-day -day fighting in our own strength. God wants to fight with us, through us, and for us. I recently completed a Bible study where we learned the story of Gideon. You can read his entire story in Judges 6 through 8, but the part of the scripture I want to share talks about the battle he and his 300 men were to fight against the massive army of the Midianites. Did you notice in today's scripture what the men were armed with? Trumpets and clay jars with torches inside. That's it. Doesn't sound like heavy weaponry, does it? Using the strategy given to them by God, they went to the Midianite camp and Gideon gave the command to the men. Trumpets blew and clay jars were smashed on the ground. The Midianite army was so confused by this that they either fled or turned on themselves and killed each other. Gideon's small army of just 300 men proved that without God, they never would have won this fight. That battle was won by using fragile jars that would e easily shatter and let the light of their torches shine out through the broken places. 2 Corinthians 4.7 tells us, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Just like those jars carried by Gideon's men, we are also fragile vessels that can't stand extreme pressure and can be broken easily. We try but can't hold ourselves together and need someone else's strength to carry us so that we don't shatter into a million pieces. God is the one who wants to carry us, and we gain his strength in our weakness. In Isaiah 41:13, it says, For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Even in the middle of the worst battles of your life, God wants to be there with you and help you with the strength and authority that only he can provide. Not only do we have the strength of God on our side, but we also have another crucial weapon to use in our battles. In Ephesians 6, it talks about our armor of God, and it specifically mentions the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. When the battles come, a sword is one of the most valuable weapons soldiers can use to defend themselves. As battle-weary soldiers, we are often tempted to drop our swords when we get tired of the fight. Those Bibles can get pretty heavy at times, 
and we end up forgetting to pick them back up when we need them the most. It is in that moment of weakness that the battle is won or lost. We have to keep a strong grip on God's word, our sword, and we must be sure how to use it effectively. Know the truth of the word. Believe the word. Stand firm in the word. And speak the word with confidence, knowing that this sword is the key to our defense and to defeating our enemy. If you've ever spoken the word of God, be aware that it's never spoken without something taking place, even if we don't physically see it. And even more than as a defensive measure, God's word gives us promises that bring reassurance that he is always in the battle with us. Deuteronomy 20, verse 4. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. God also reminds us in his word that we have hope even when the battle looks long and tough. Romans 15, verse 4. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. It's been said that the enemy fights harder when we're doing something right. And the closer we get to God, the harder the enemy will attack. To go from battle weary to battle ready it's vital that we recognize and know how our enemy operates. His first goal is to steal, kill, and destroy all that is good and comes from God, especially us. He's so good at pushing every button and sneaking into any little nook and cranny he can find to disrupt our lives. He knows what lies to tell and how to use them to condemn us. We must also be aware that he, too, understands how to use our own sword against us. He is very familiar with God's word, and he knows how to twist it. Theologian and preacher Charles Spurgeon once said, Discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It is knowing the difference between right and almost right. Building a close relationship with God is critical so that we can recognize his voice and separate the truth from the lies that the enemy tells. Know what is scriptural truth and what's not, so you don't get fooled. Have you ever heard the enemy tell you that God won't forgive you because you've sinned too much? Romans 8.1 there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we've repented of any sin, God has taken away that sin from us and no longer holds it against us. Have you heard the enemy say that you have no value or purpose and that God can never use you? Ephesians 
For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. In other words, God created you specifically because there are things in this world that only you specifically can do. And what about when the enemy hands you the lie that God doesn't love you? Romans 5.8 But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And Romans 8.38 For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. His love for us is unfailing and has no end or conditions. These kinds of things are why it's so important to know the truth of the word of God for yourself. It's ammunition for the fight. All that it takes is one twisted word or one lie from the enemy to throw us off track and take our focus off the real honest truth. Always take it back to God's word and discern for yourself if what you hear is right or almost right. Does what you hear make you feel ashamed? That's not from God. Does it try to tear you down? That's not from God either. God is our builder and our encourager, not our destroyer. And if it doesn't fit with the character of God, don't believe it. Personally, one of the most challenging verses of Scripture is Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Be still. Well, what does that mean exactly, especially in the context of a battle? You would think that if we would stand still, we'd get wounded even deeper. But remember who and whose you are. God wants to fight for you. Did you know that the original Hebrew root of be still doesn't mean sit and be quiet. It actually means let go. Let go of what you can't control and rest in the knowledge that God is in control. The battles we experience are not a surprise to him. He wants to prepare us and give us the weapons we need to face what is ahead. So does God fighting for us mean that we can just sit back and do nothing? No. What is our role when God fights for us? Number one, listen for his voice. Number two, 
obey his instructions. And number three, let go of control. Doing these things, taking time to listen, going forth in obedience, and letting God have control involves time in prayer and God's word. It sharpens our sword and builds our trust and faith in what God can and will do to fight alongside us. And since some of the battles we face appear suddenly, we should make time every day to spend with God so that we'll be ready when they come. Do I do that? Honestly, no. When I have a really busy day, what's the first thing that gets bumped from my schedule? Yeah, not good. When you don't make that time with God your first priority, but your last, if at all, it makes you a very unprepared, easy target for enemy attacks. And I will confess, that I am so much more unprepared than a lot of people might think. I get attacked all the time. And I know how difficult the battles are. I'm just like all of you. Life happens and the distractions come. And it's all too easy to drop my sword. The hardest thing I think for me is letting go and giving God control. I like to know the details of what's ahead. And when I have to leave things in someone else's hands, it makes me anxious and fearful. But I know that by turning control over to God, I'll never end up in a battle that I won't win if I fully rely on his strength and not my own. I'm not meant to handle it alone. And he doesn't want me to have to. God will fight for me and for each of you in the battles we all face. The more we allow him to have control and just be obedient to him in faith and trust, he will teach us to become spiritual warriors. I have a visual. I am very proud of. I brought in a picture today that has special meaning to me. It shows a woman wearing armor, kneeling in prayer, with her sword in front of her. Behind her is a lion and a silhouette of Jesus with the crown of thorns. I was drawn to this picture the first time I saw it because I know God wants to train me to be that warrior. Whenever I see it, it reminds me that I need to pick up my sword again and prepare for the next battle because it won't be easy. And he's waiting for me to re-enter the fight with him. How much do we trust in God to come through for us when we feel like the enemy won't let up? How many times do we try and gather our own strength to win our fights? 
whenever we try to be self-reliant to make it through the latest battles. All we end up doing is getting stressed out, overwhelmed, tired, and distant from God. We get battle-weary, trying to carry the weight of our circumstances on our own, which is not something he wants us to do. In our weakness is God's strength. Ask him for it. Use it. Rely on him fully. And don't give up the fight. Remember that we have a direct connection to our God who wants to help us and get into the trenches with us. Keep the lines of communication open by spending time in prayer, reading and knowing his word, and then listening for and obeying him when we're called to go forward and fight. It's not an issue of who will win the war, but who will stand. The battles will not last forever, even if it seems that way, because we are fighting against an enemy whose eventual destination is his own destruction. We know that God has already won the war and overcome the world by the death of Jesus on the cross. The final victory belongs to God. And if we stand with him, battle ready, we will share in that victory. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you so much for helping us to be to become battle ready and to be willing to go into the fight with you, with, with your strength and not our own. Lord, we just ask that you would be with us and give us your strength and help us to know your word and use it as a sword, use it as a weapon against our enemy. Lord, I just thank you for this time and for this message that, that these are your words and not mine. Lord, I just thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.